Hello, hello. Thank you guys for coming back. This is your knowledgeable host, Big Papa Craig, and you are listening to Fantasy Football with Knowledgeable and the Newbie. Unfortunately, the newbie decided to kick my butt and run. She is not here, but we are going to go into a deeper dive of who won last week, who lost, what's going to happen in the weeks ahead, and of course, those vaunted waiver wire ads. There was some crazy good football, there was some serious heartbreaks, and for the first time, the newbie actually beat me. So, knowledgeable can be a lot of fun things at times, but when you lose to someone who's played one year, got lucky, won it all, and then... Yeah, the only bragging rights I had last year was simply that she didn't beat me, (laughs) and this year I can't say that. So, anyway, strap yourselves in. Hopefully you guys enjoy. I'll try to make this a little bit shorter just simply because I don't have all the newbies' uh, wonderful insight into what it is like to actually be a newbie in this league. But, um, again, we got some lots of great newbies, uh, lots of great upsets, lots of great stories. And uh, going into next week's week two of the NFL season. All right, guys. So without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and rip this Band-Aid off. Battle Unicorn, Shelby beat the wannabe 49ers, myself, 134.96 to 109.40. It was an absolute travesty. Simply because I had Patrick Mahomes, who had 34.9 points. Unfortunately, he was the only one outside of Joe Mixon doing anything for me. I also had Derrick Henry at 8.2. They struggled against the Giants. Joe Mixon, though, was pretty good against Pittsburgh. I wanted Pittsburgh defense. is definitely showing some chinks in that armor, but Joe Mixon did good with 21.5. Keenan Allen ended up getting hurt for me, but he had 10.6 before then. He probably won't play this week, so if you have him, well, you guys don't have him in your lineup because you're in the newbie league, and I have him. I also had Robert Woods, who gave up a stinker at 2.3, wide receiver for Tennessee. Darren Waller, 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 my uh, tight end from the Las Vegas Raiders, had 11.9, not as much as I wanted, but not bad. David Montgomery, just an, I mean, frankly, he's just a huge question mark this season disappointing eight points evan mcpherson with eight points my kicker and the new orleans saints defense had four not great but definitely not good and battle unicorns trey lance who had an absolutely abysmal start to his young career as a starter had 9.96 points and their loss to the bears hopefully nick hopefully trey lance gets a little bit better She also had Nick Chubb, who did pretty good with 15.3. Najee Harris for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ended up getting a little banged up, had 10.6, but this is where she kicked my butt. Stefan Diggs with 26.2 points. A.J. Brown with 25.5. Dallas Goddard with 9. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the running back from the Kansas City Chiefs, who has done nothing last, I mean, maybe not nothing, but I mean, as far as taking over that starter spot from Kareem Hunt, uh, he has not put up numbers like this in a long time. 22.4 points, good game for him. Tyler Bass had seven, and the Los Angeles Rams defense had nine. 
It's even crazy too because she actually had points on her bench. So this could have been even more ugly. I was never really in it. She took the lead, she kept the lead, and she stuck with the lead. So good for you, newbie. Good job, sweetie. You did great. Uh, you picked a really good team. I'm proud of you simply because you did that all on your own. And uh, as much as I wanted to beat you, I didn't. Next up, we're going into Dino Guys. Little Man Justin's versus Password is Taco. Chad, one of the newbies who got rocked. Dino Guy gets 116.76 points. Chad got 97.10. Not even 100 points. He's a newbie. He's going to have these lumps every once in a while. But when Dino Guy drafted Justin Herbert, he wanted to start off with wins just like this. 23.26 points. Mike Davis's running back had 1.1. <sighs> That's why Mike Davis is a risk. But hey, man, if you're winning and some of your players aren't even producing, that just shows you how good you can get. Javante Williams was not overly impressive, but had some good stats. 19.8. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver from Houston, had 15.2. Tyreek Hill. Who thought going to Miami was going to affect Tyreek Hill? I know I did, but he still had 18 points. Cole Komet. Ah, man, this is a, this is a stinker. Zero. Zero points for Cole Komet, who was coming off just that very high-praise season just a year ago, him and uh, him and Fields were showing some chemistry, so that was really kind of disappointing for you. I'm just glad he didn't go crazy against my Niners, but they ended up winning anyways. The Bears. Amon Ross, St. Brown, wide receiver for Detroit. Is he a question mark anymore? I don't know. 20.4 points. That's really good. Justin Tucker had six, best kicker in football. He'll probably get more than that throughout the year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense did very good with 13. Then we go to Chad's team. <clears throat> Russell Wilson, first game with Denver. How does he do? Not great. 17.8. Not bad, but not great. Austin Eckler is running back 11.2. Cam Akers with a stinker. Zero points. That is, man, I at the end of last year, and fantasy-wise anyways, I was like, Cam Akers is a top three round running back to aim for i was absolutely going to go for cam Akers to start this year until i saw what the rams did with him late in the playoffs including the super bowl cam Akers dealt with that injury and is just not the same he is not the same running back yet i think that the rams themselves will get better and i think cam Akers will produce some points but that was a stinker, and unfortunately, it's not that surprising to me. Devontae Adams, how would he do faring going from the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders? Really well. 30.1 points. DK Metcalf, Seattle. This is going to be a question mark all year. He had 8.6. He's still the number one wide receiver, but Seattle's definitely a run first team. They have to be, and they feature those tight ends more now. So DK Metcalf may take a huge hit. Here's another surprise, though. Kyle Pitts, tight end for Atlanta. Atlanta was in a game all game long against New Orleans, but with no help from Kyle Pitts. 3.9 points, not very good. Miles Sanders, though, did good. 18.5, running back for Philadelphia. He was coming off some injuries, so there was a lot of questions as to how he would fare this year. So far, so good. Nick Folk had one point because New England really struggled against Miami. It is crazy to see how those teams have flip-flopped in the past five years. 
well, even in the last year. Cleveland Browns defense had six. Sorry, Chad, your first game in the newbie league is a loss. Go, little man, except for this week because I play you. But anyways, we'll go over that later. Next game, we've got James all charged up against Bazinga, my sister Gwen. All right, so how would this fare? The newbie versus not a newbie, but definitely not as experienced. And, I mean, both of these teams were pretty good. Gwen wins it 120.62 to 110.22 points. Absolute carnage because this game was up until the end really, really close. All charged up had Kyler Murray with 20.62 points. Arizona's got to find defense. But as long as they don't, Kyler Murray's is going to throw up some points. Christian McCaffrey with 15.7. Alvin Kamara with 7.6. Deontay Johnson with 12.5. Elijah Moore, kind of disappointing at 9.9. Dalton Schultz with 13.2. He showed up a little bit. Rashad Penny. He got some run. He had some decent plays, but only 8.7. Nothing crazy. Young Hoku, who I actually saw got dropped in one of my leagues, which I was just like, what are you doing? Had 18 points. Yeah. New England Patriots had seven for their defense, but those stats got beat out by Joe Burrow with 18.22 points. Aaron Jones with 10.6. Jonathan Taylor proving he's still the number one running back in fantasy at 27.5. Marquis Brown with 14.3. Another thing that uh, Kyler Murray having those stats helped Marquis Brown. Scary Terry McLaurin with 13.8. Not a great outing. I mean, he had that one spectacular play, but he wasn't even targeted that much. So they're going to need to feature him a little bit more because he could be, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in football. Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football, 26.1. Good pick there. Elijah Mitchell with 4.1. He got hurt. We'll talk about waiver wires later, but unfortunately, the starting running back for the San Francisco, <clears throat> excuse me, San Francisco 49ers goes down in the first game of the season again. I don't know what those trainers are doing in San Francisco, but they cannot keep a healthy running back almost as bad as the Baltimore Ravens. Mason Crosby for Green Bay, who had an absolute terrible game. The whole team did, had one point in the San Francisco's defense. But for whatever reason, was doing great through the half, through the first half. Decided to disappear in the second and only got five. Congratulations, Gwen! Your first win in fantasy football. I am very proud of you. This is a good team. I am not looking forward to playing you at all, unless I win. Moving on, we've got Tony's team versus Troy's team. How we feel the dreams. And honestly, Troy, I just feel sorry for you, man. You had 119.32 points. You had to beat most of the players in the league, including winners. Uh, let's see, you had the third most points in the league for this week. So you just... Or, I'm sorry, fourth most. So you would have you would have beat most of us, but unfortunately you went up against a powerhouse whose quarterback didn't even do that good. Tony's team featured Matthew Stafford for their quarterback, who had 7.8 points. Really disappointing. Buffalo's defense could be that good, but LA is definitely on the decline. James Conner had a great game at 16.5, one of his running backs. His other running back, Antonio Gibson, had 20. Whoever thought Antonio Gibson wasn't gonna have a good fantasy league. Uh, year you are crazy cd lamb had 4.9 no offense but that's what you get for 
drafting a Dallas Cowboy. Justin Jefferson showing he could be the number one right, excuse me, wide receiver in not only fantasy, but in football. He had 39.4 points and looked awesome doing it. TJ Hawkinson, tight end for the Detroit. Uh, had 7.8, not a great showing for him, but hopefully they get him going. Mike Evans showed up as usual, 18.1. Harrison Butker, his kicker, had 9, and the Buffalo Bills had 17 because they are really good. So what's crazy about this is if you literally take CeeDee Lamb, TJ Hawkinson, and Matthew Stafford out, you know, Tony almost still wins this game without three of their play without three of his players. And on Troy's team, we have Lamar Jackson, 20.22 points against the New York Jets. Dalvin Cook, 13.8, his running back. His other running back, Saquon Barkley, at 33.4. I know you got him as a steal. Good pick, Troy. I know a lot of people were scared of Saquon Barkley. You know, he might just be coming out with a vengeance this year. Mike Williams had three. That's disappointing because he should be the future wide receiver, especially with Keenan Allen down, but uh, he just wasn't. Uh, covered up pretty well by the Raiders' defense. Michael Pittman, wide his other wide receiver, had 27.10. Dawson Knox, his tight end, had 1.5. That is super disappointing, especially because he just signed an extension. So uh, he could get rolling this year, though. A.J. Green had 3.3. That's disappointing. Randy Bullock had 8, and the Tennessee Titans defense had 9. That's pretty good. Just not good enough to beat the number one scoring team in fantasy in our league this year. But, hey, good job, Troy. Good job, Tony. That was a brawl. But we move on to Tani's Titans versus the Bobby Boucheas. Tania versus Justin in the battle for all the marbles. No, I'm just joking. Tanya had 127.01 points. Justin had 95.68. That's kind of a dud. This was actually pretty close until it was not anymore. <laughs> Tanya went great with quarterback Josh Allen at 31.48 points. Leonard Fournette with 15.7 Tony Pollard with 4.2. Gabe Davis with 18.8. Did not think that he would go crazy like that, but he did. Good job. And, of course, Jamar Chase with 28.9. Great wide receivers here, Tony. Again, Tyler Higby at 8.9. Hunter Renfro with only 5.1. That was really disappointing, but you know what? She got so much production from these other guys that she didn't need it. Ryan Suckup, her kicker from Tampa Bay, had 13, and the Green Bay Packers defense had one because they did not play very well mostly because their offense didn't but anyways moving on Bobby Boucher's Tom Brady 10.38 points is age a factor we don't know Chase Edmonds his running back had 10.5 Travis Etienne his other running back had 8.5 and Etienne had I was hyped for Etienne this year but he just does not seem to be a solidified starter he coughed the ball up and they just seem to like James Robinson Cooper Cup the all-everything wide receivers doing Cooper Cup things, 31.8 points. T. Higgins, his other wide receiver with 4.7. Mark Andrews, his tight end with 10.2. Debo Samuel, 12.6. Not a great game, but gosh, that was a crazy, just wet game. And just not the game you want to try throwing late in the third and fourth quarter. 
Matt Prater, his kicker from Arizona, had one, and the Indianapolis Colts had six. So, Tawny gets her first win of the week against the, and a very experienced fantasy football player. Congrats, Tawny. Moving on, because last week was so disappointing for me, I want to go ahead and uh, think forward, think positively. I can win, I can win, I can win. However, I didn't win last week, so I better win this week against Little Man Justin on a one-game win streak. He's been making some moves too. Little Man Justin wants to win it bad. I am not favored to win. I am projected to get 119.43. He is projected to get 122.04. That means absolutely nothing. I can genuinely say I do not expect to win. He has overall uh, a really good team. His starting tight end didn't even play last week, and he still won. George Kittle was sidelined last weekend. That was a huge hit to San Francisco overall, especially in that slushy weather. But this week, can he come back against Seattle I'm sure he'll try, and if he plays, that is going to add another dynamic to San Francisco overall and another dynamic to Justin's team. So I do not think I will win, but I am going to put my best foot forward and try because, little man, i got to show you I'm still better at you at something, right? Especially because you're growing up so fast. Battle Unicorns taking her one-game win streak against her dad, James, on a one-game loss streak. I can say... Shelby is favored, 122.53 points to 120.42. This is going to be a close game. Uh, most of, <clears throat> excuse me, most of Shelby's team is going to play later on, so it shouldn't be decided soon. But if James builds a huge lead, then it could be all over. And I can say that James has a heck of a running back duo here, but I know Shelby is going to put her best team forward. Moving on, we got Chad taking his one-game loss streak against the Monumental Tony. And Chad is favored, 118.04 to Tony's 116.63. This is one of the lowest-scoring teams last week versus the highest-scoring team last week. So this is projected to be really tight, obviously, but we won't know most likely what will happen because... Tony's until later on and to front and to excuse me Monday because Tony's team is not going to finish up uh, soon. So it's one of those things where it's uh, you know you start with the games on Thursdays, you get most of them in on Sundays, but sometimes you got that quarterback, you got that wide receiver, you got that running back, you got that tight end, you know whatever the case may be, that defense is going to play on Monday and that could dictate everything. Moving on, we got Gwen. Sister versus sister against Tanya. One game win streak against a one game win streak. And Tanya and her vaunted wide receiver duo are projected to get 130.74 points. Gwen is projected to get 111.93. So this is mostly because Elijah Mitchell is uh, hurt. So Gwen, switch out Elijah Mitchell. Don't get rid of him. Just switch him out. You got a, yep, you got a couple running backs here. Go ahead and stick one of those. Yeah, you need at least another running back, or you need at least another player on your bench too because you got at least another uh, bench spot there. But anyways, this is going to be a close game. I do think Tanya overall has the edge here, but 
Gwen has a running back duo that is dangerous and some wide receivers that can go that can put up some points as well as the best tight end in all of football so until someone dethrones Travis Kelsey he's still the best Moving on, we got Troy's Howie Field of Dreams versus the Bobby Boucher's. One loss streak versus one loss streak. And the Bobby Boucher's a favorite. 122.82 to 111.2. It's going to be a good game. It's going to, of course, go up until the end. You've got two quality teams going against each other. I can definitely say these teams this year just don't look like newbies anymore. You guys have definitely stepped it up. I love it. The competitiveness in this league is truly wonderful. But Troy, you got a couple guys on question marks there. So you're going to want to check them out before the game because if they don't play, you want to make sure to replace them because you got bench players for a reason. So, can you can you who's going to who's going to walk out of this matchup with a win? I know that I am going to this week, hopefully. <laughs> Even though it's going to feel bad by taking, you know, Justin, my little man, Justin's, uh, you know, first loss. But I'm going to have to do it. Not for you, but for me. Up next, we're going to go over some of the top fantasy waiver wire pickups in our league to go over. First up, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Washington Commanders. This dude went off last week. He had two interceptions, but four touchdowns and over 300 yards in the air. Absolute monster game. Led Washington to that win. Carson Wentz has been fantasy elite previously in previous years. Can he do it again? I think he can. He didn't have a great year last year fantasy-wise. He has injury concerns, but he has a team around him. He's got talent around him. He's got good running backs, good wide receivers, and a really good defense. So I think there's definite some possibility there, but he's still a question mark. Moving on, we got Jameis Winston, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He had over 260 yards in the air and two touchdowns with, wait, stop the presses. Jameis Winston did not have any interceptions. That's insane. No offense, Jameis, but you usually do. Moving on, we got Marcus Mariota, quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Starter again. You know it. Two over 200 yards in the air. No touchdowns, but he did have 72 rushing with a rushing touchdown. This man has always been a dual threat quarterback. He's always had a pretty decent arm. I still believe in you, Marcus. I hope you do great things. I just don't know if fantasy-wise I trust you. Going on to Ryan Tannehill, quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill had over 260 yards in the air, two touchdowns, and seven yards on the ground. It was a overall very solid outing, especially for some of us who started Trey Lance in this league or others. But Ryan Tannehill has always been kind of right there. He's always been not fantasy elite, but fantasy capable. Good plug and play if you need it. If your quarterback's on by, if your quarterback gets injured, Ryan Tannehill is always going to give you, give you between 15 and 25 points. Some weeks he's going to be off. Some weeks he's going to be great. Moving on, we got Baker Mayfield. Last but not least on the list, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. He had over 230 yards in the air, one touchdown, an interception, six rushing yards, including another touchdown. Not great, but definitely not bad. I think Baker Mayfield with this Carolina team can be overall solid. I don't know if he's going to be fantasy elite. I think that he will be a pretty good plug and play 
especially by week kind of quarterback. So uh, just five quarterbacks to really look into right now. Obviously, number one is Carson Wentz because he's shown the most. Going on to the running backs, we start out with Dontrell Hiller, running back for Tennessee. As some of us were so disappointed in Derrick Henry, guess who got those two touchdowns? Dontrell Hiller. He had eight rushing yards, three receptions for 61, and two touchdowns. I don't know. Is this going to be one of those one-off games where Dontrell Hillard is just, you know, basically there when Tennessee has to come from behind? I mean, there are going to be games here where Tennessee just rolls everybody because Derrick Henry is a man playing against, well, other men, but slightly smaller other men. Going on to Jamal Williams, running back for the Detroit Lions, had 28 rushing yards, but two touchdowns, one reception for two yards. Jamal Williams is a huge question mark simply because Swift is the starter in Detroit, and Swift is clearly, could be, an elite running back. He has injury concerns, but the man has top speed that is almost unparalleled and shiftiness. He is Swift. So Jamal Williams, although this is a great outing, anyone who may have started him in other leagues, you are very happy, but this is probably not going to be very consistent for him. Isaiah Pacheco, running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, had 62 rushing yards and one touchdown. Kansas City threw and ran all over their opponent. Kansas City, everyone who thought Patrick Mahomes was going to take a step back, that, that this team was going to take a step back because, oh, they lost you know, their, some wide receivers. They lost this. They lost that. No. Kansas City's here to stay. They're still great. Mahomes is still great. This is, you know, probably their second or third string running back. I don't think that this production is going to be sustainable unless Clyde Williams, uh, Clyde uh, Edwards-Hilaire gets injured. But, I, I mean, it could definitely happen. If that running back goes down, Isaiah could come in and explode on the fantasy radar. Rex Burkhead, running back for Houston, had 40 yards rushing, five receptions for 30 yards. I'm sorry, I will never trust Rex Burkhead. It's nothing against him as a person. I just don't trust Houston's team, and I don't trust a running back that has proven nothing in years. So he will get some play. Maybe he's a decent plug-and-play, but there are other running backs here that are much more enticing, including, last but not least on this list, Khalil Herbert, running back for the Bears, 45 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, one reception for an 80 of two yards. Some of us were so upset that he vultured that touchdown from David Montgomery. But this young kid, this young running back, man, he is shifty. He is faster than David Montgomery. Now, I don't know if he can fare well, as well, through an entire year as Montgomery, and that's why Montgomery is the starter. But this kid is good, so they'll get him more run, especially if they're up in games. Moving on to wide receivers, we got Devin DuVernay, wide receiver for Baltimore Ravens, had four receptions, 54 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, this is definitely off my fantasy radar. I don't want to say off. It's just, you know, who is going to fill in for Marquise, you know, Brown's wide receiver capabilities? Maybe it's this guy. DuVernay is young. He's fast. He's tall. I mean, you know, we... He's an NFL wide receiver. You know, if they get if they throw him the ball, four receptions, that's nothing crazy, but that is a good workload there. So DeVernay could definitely be on your fantasy ra radar, especially if you need wide receivers. 
Moving on, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers, had five receptions for 102 yards and one touchdown. Not bad, Robbie. No one thought you were going to come, and man, you slayed it. I think Robbie Anderson has always been kind of that right there. Maybe he's going to break out, but he never really does. But I mean, this isn't a breakout. This is one game. But at the same time, if he builds some rapport with whoever quarterback ends up going throughout the year, and especially if that's Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield can feature wide receiver, especially one as fast as Robbie Anderson. Moving on, we got Curtis Samuel, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders, had 17 rushing yards, but eight catches for 55 yards and one touchdown. This is finally the workload that many of us thought Curtis Samuel would get going to Washington because with all the attention on Scary Terry, you got this other guy, Curtis Samuel, who's... I don't want to say just as fast, but, I mean, he's good. So this is a really good outing for him. I think Curtis Samuel could have a good year, but it's going to be a question mark because right below him you also have Johan Dotson, wide receiver for the Washington Commanders. Negative 10 rushing yards, that's not good, but three receptions for 40 yards and two touchdowns. What happens when you have Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel? You got to cover him. So here's the third wide receiver in there, and he's catching two touchdowns. Absolute great game for him. Last but not least, though, we got DeAndre Carter, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. Had three receptions for 64 yards and one touchdown. This guy, I do have my fantasy radar in, most specifically just for this next week because Keenan Allen is injured. Keenan Allen is not going to play tomorrow on Thursday, so DeAndre Carter is the fastest wide receiver on that team. And he's got Herbie for Sherby throwing him the ball. And you can't not throw it to your fastest wide receiver if you're Her Herbert. So, anyways, moving on to tight ends. We've got O.J. Howard, tight end for the Houston Texans with two receptions, 38 yards, and two touchdowns. Not bad, OJ. All a bunch of us have always known that you had the skills uh, to to be an elite tight end. I think it's unfortunate that you know OJ ended up in you know Houston because they're going to have a lot of lumps this year. But he could be a, a focal point to that team anytime they're within scoring distance. You know, just throw it up to the six foot big man and see if he comes down with it. OJ has had some serious injuries in the past, so I don't know if this is sustainable. But he should definitely be on your fantasy radar. Taysom Hill, tight end for the New Orleans Saints, if you can call him a tight end, had 81 rushing yards, a touchdown, one reception for two yards. He's kind of a makeshift player. Uh, some weeks he's going to give you points. Some weeks he's going to do nothing. Next we have Gerald Everett, tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers, three receptions, 54 yards, and one touchdown. When you got Herbie for Sherby throwing you the football, you know, I, Chargers just, they look so good, so deep, and, you know, anyone catching the ball is, is pretty tantalizing. They don't really ever feature the tight end, so I don't think Gerald Everett's like a must-go-out-and-get-him, but at the same time, he could be reliable, and especially for bye week. <clears throat> Moving on, we got Will Disley, one of the tight ends for Seattle that had a pretty good game. He had three receptions, 43 yards for a touchdown. The only issue with this is... Seattle kind of features like three tight ends, um, you know, because they have more of a running game, they kind of just do those, you know, bootleg and outs and things like that. So Will Disley could have a good year if he stays healthy. 
Last but not least, we got Pat Fryermuth, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had five receptions for 75 yards. Man, that's not bad. That's just not great. And Pat Fryermuth has definitely had some flashes, uh, but I just don't know if they're gonna if Pittsburgh's gonna feature their tight end enough. They've got they've got pretty good wide receivers on the outside dealing with some injuries especially to the running back and one of those elite wide receivers. So we'll have to see how the year goes, but that is some pretty good talent right there cropping up in tight end. So if you're needing a tight end, uh, you know, I feel like Gerald Everett's very enticing. Taysom, Taysom Hill is the biggest question mark to me because he's going to give you those boomer bust weeks. And then OJ Howard, if he can stay healthy, that is definitely some fantasy interest. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this particular week's episode. I just want to say welcome to football. I love it. Uh, my lovely wife, who the newbie who is not here, had to post on social media how my entire mood is going to be dictated by my freight, my favorite football team franchise, and I simply rebutted that no. I don't live my life by my favorite football team. I acknowledge they won't win every time I think they should. I admit that they make mistakes, they're human. But what I won't admit, or what I do admit as well, is that my attitude will still be dictated by how well my fantasy football team does because I know I drafted good, I know I can play this game, and I know that my team should clearly do better than it did, especially when I lose. So. This week's not great for me. I didn't do very well, but it's the beginning of the season. I got some good waiver wire ads. Things can turn around in a quick, quick turn. So uh, again, I appreciate all of you in this league. Anybody listening, I really do appreciate it. We absolutely love fantasy football. I've gotten so much of my family and friends into this, uh, made so many new friends and, and just kind of getting into the whole fantasy football community it is a wonderful thing especially if you don't judge why because anyone can win as confirmed by the newbie winning at her first year and also beating me on the first game so anyways i am the knowledgeable big papa craig here to give you everything that you never knew you always wanted to know about fantasy football thank you so much for listening This is Fantasy Football with Knowledgeable and the Newbie. Good night.